Welcome to the Innovation and Compliance Podcast, part of the Compliance Podcast Network. Join us every week as we talk with industry innovators who are making compliance to help business run more efficiently and at the end of the day, more profitably. Here's your host, Tom Fox. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox, back again with Jim Gellert. Jim is the chairman and CEO of Rapids Rating International. We are here on a five-part exploration of innovation and compliance and rapid ratings work and supply chain risk management. Jim, first of all, welcome back. Tom, great to be back. Thank you. Jim, today's topic is innovation, and rapid rating is certainly one, I think, at the cutting edge of innovation around supply chain risk management. But I'd like to start with the question of criticality. You mentioned that in our first episode, and I'd like to ask you, how does that tie into the topic of innovation? So, Tom, criticality is sort of in the eye of the beholder. We hear the word used a lot in supply chain and broadly in third-party risk, as a means of defining for a company which suppliers are most important to them as defined in different ways at different times. And historically, criticality was probably more about how much money one spent with suppliers. So the top spend suppliers would be the ones that uh, were most critical. So if you had a lot of suppliers where you were spending a small amount of money, they're less important. And if you had a small group of suppliers where you spent a lot of money on them, those were the most important. And while that's still an important part of defining risk management programs for you know, which companies you're going to look at the most closely, it's not the end of the story. Criticality now really stretches out into a whole bunch of other topics, such as which companies, irrespective of how much money you spend with them, which ones have the ability to disrupt your business? If they're not performing for one reason or another, does that sidetrack your business? Does it cause you a disruption that not only has a revenue impact on you, but may have a reputational impact on you? And then you've got companies that may have access to your internal IT infrastructure and therefore pose security risks. Again, they may not be a big spend, but they may have the ability to cause a cyber problem for you. So cyber risk is one of the newest and most important risks that uh, the companies focus on. And then there are others if a company uses and tracks and maintains private information of its customers or others, any supplier that has access to that information has a completely sort of another set of critical elements to it. So at the end of the day, when our clients are trying to evaluate criticality of suppliers, they may segment them in different ways and create different cohorts of suppliers. Everyone from those who can create the most business interruption, those that can create the most reputational risk and impact, and those that can disrupt revenue and cost the most amount of money. So all of those are elements of criticality. Innovation is really just the movement of product, services, data, analytics, and business process that allows companies to manage all of those suppliers and all of those risks in a more cohesive way. So fortunately, innovation is moving in everyone's favor as more innovation creates more ways of doing more with less and being efficient in the way people manage their workflows. Jim, one of the things I've heard you emphasize really continually is that this is not really a compliance issue. It's a business and imperative 
issue and really supply chain risk management or third-party risk management benefits the business because of the process. Could you uh, explain that a little bit? Sure. Well, you know, supply chain risk is really about helping to identify the best business partners to work with on the supply side of an enterprise, both at the what we would call the sourcing event, so identifying what companies to work with of perhaps many possible ones and narrowing it down to the one you want to work with and move forward with, and then the diligence of them and the onboarding. And then over time, the continuous monitoring of that company. And this is something that needs to happen for business purposes, not just to check a box and say, okay, we've done diligence and they're okay to work with, but because aligning with the best possible suppliers that can grow with the business, can withstand the ups and downs of business cycles, can withstand a shock and have the continued wherewithal and flexibility to make the investments that make them continue to be a good partner. All of those are really important as companies align with the best possible partners. And I think as compliance departments are brought more and more into supply chain risk management, it's really valuable for the compliance professional to know that the risk management in supply chain is part of a long, continuous process over the life cycle of working with a company. It's not just about doing something that's a part of an onboarding process, but really there's a lot more longevity and value that can be created when looking at suppliers and applying supply chain risk management best practices. Jim, when Rapid Ratings talks about HealthMark, what does it mean? And could you explain that a little bit? Yeah, so Tom, HealthMark is our newest product, and it is a means to be able to identify the risk direction of a company without our having the financial statements for them. So our clients for years have been using what we call the financial health rating, the FHR, to look deeply inside a company and compare it against millions of company years of uh, public and private companies that have gone before it. And in order to generate an FHR, we get the financial statements from private companies and we use the filing data from public companies. It's the best way to understand a company in many, many aspects, not just its financials, but financial health is correlated to lots of other risks that are valuable for people to understand. What HealthMark allows us to do is give our clients an ability to understand companies even when we don't get the financial statements, either because they won't disclose, which is a small group of companies, but still some won't disclose. But it really allows a client of ours to look at the very, very wide spectrum of suppliers they may work with and get a directional indication on them. In the past, companies have tended to use payment scores, payment data from companies to understand whether they are good risks or bad. And that's a pretty antiquated way now of understanding the, uh, the health of a company. The health mark is actually uh, using a variety of data out there, payment data being some of it, to be able to predict what the FHR would be in a company if we actually had the financials for it. So it's a derivative of all of the underlying data and benchmarking data that we have amassed over the years, and it's the first opportunity to be able to give people comprehensive coverage of really all of the suppliers that they work with or customers that they work with in a very quick, fast, and very precise way. 
Jim, with the amount of data that Rapid Ratings has been able to develop over the years, do you have a sense of uh, what an adequate rating might be or an adequate or range of values for financial health might be? So if you look over the last 20 some odd years, 90 plus percent of companies that have failed have been rated 40 and below on the FHR scale. It's a 100-point scale, 40 and below is high risk and very high risk. The fact that the majority of company failures have occurred in there means that's the area that people need to pay the most attention to. That doesn't necessarily mean that one shouldn't work with a company that's rated in that zone because there could be reasons that that company is in that zone but still has characteristics that one might want to work with and or that company may be in the process of going through a recapitalization or selling a business unit or some other event that once you're in a dialogue with them, you can learn and find out and make an educated decision to want to work with them. But it really is about determining which companies to spend the time focusing on. And let's face it, everybody has a lot to do. So anything that can make a risk management process more efficient and create efficiencies in a workflow, really important. And if you can do that at scale for companies around the world and do it in a very analytically rigorous way, that's adding a lot of value. And that's really what we're trying to do. Well, Jim, unfortunately, we're near the end of our time on this episode, but I've been visiting with James Gellert. He's the chairman and CEO of Rapid Rating International. I hope you will join us again tomorrow where we take up one of the topics near and dear to my heart, which is third-party expansion. Jim, I look forward to continuing the conversation. Thanks a lot, Tom. If you're a compliance professional looking for a convenient and effective way to fulfill your continuing education requirements, go to fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses and choose from four hour-long training packages that will keep you current. That's fcpacompliancereport.com slash courses.